intro us, so he yeah. normally intros us. I mean, he listens to the show, so. I, well, I'm just saying, just just in case. <laughs> Settle down. By uh, the way, his wife is not very happy that he gets to be on the show, and she doesn't. Mm. Why? Why not have her on? Uh, she, she would, but she's the she's a proper super fan. She is. She, she shares like social media. Right, that's what we're looking for. Drop me to go and get her and I'll sub out. Yeah, you guys should switch. Anyway. <laughs> bring her on for another time. She wouldn't talk. That's All right, well, that, that was part of it is I didn't think she would talk. All right. Well, welcome back to My Brother's Deeper, a podcast about two brothers. One lives in England, one lives in America. One's a pastor, one's a writer otherwise known as the Rufus and Percy show. Hey, by the way, so we had, you know, we had Kathy Wick on last time and she's married to a guy named Duke and he started listening when really? his wife, when his wife started to be like, when he found out, Oh, my wife's going to be on the podcast. I should probably listen to it. Nice. And he listened to all the episodes and is really into the Rufus and Percy, like uh, inside joke, you know, <laughs> Is he likes that? So like apparently, they know other people. Like they've been trying to get other people to listen to it. That's the way it and, works. And someone was like, "Yeah, I was listening to it." And he'll like test them on how much they really are listening to it. So he'll drop that. Like, so what's the other name of the show? <laughs> Man, I, yeah. that that kind of intimidates me. I I wonder if I could pass this test if he starts quizzing me. I think we should do that. We should have Duke on next time and quiz us, see how much we know about our own show. Okay. I bet you Jody, but, Jody could do the same thing. We get Jody yeah. Scott on. Speaking of Jody, uh, we have another special guest today. We sure do. Exactly. Do you right. want to? You should introduce him since it's you who brought him in. I definitely will. Yeah. So we have with us today the one, the only, the the legend himself, Craig Scott. That's right. Super fan Craig Scott. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. You all right? Uh, doing good. I feel like I've got uh, to live up to some expectations there after that introduction. Well, you know, you know, we're trying we're trying our best just to kind of, you know, fluff the numbers a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if all if all your mates, you know, can uh, start uh, yep. tuning in, that'd be incredible. Right. Sounds good. I'll uh, get a you shout do. out. So we have a lot of mates. <laughs> He's super popular, man. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, you know, everyone in Horton. Everyone, <laughs> everyone in Horton. That's the city that okay. we work in. Yeah. yeah. What is? Yeah, it's like the little. I guess is it a town? Is that what you call it's it? A town. Yeah, it's a town yeah. in Sunderland, which is uh, which is the actual city. So like the church is in Houghton Le Spring. So Houghton. That's just kind of the shortened version of Houghton Le Spring. Um, and then that's a that's like a suburb of Sunderland, which is kind of the big city. But yeah, that's the big city up here where uh, where we are. And then just north of that, for people who might be looking at a map or something, is Newcastle. Which which I went for a walk Craig, one time over there. I think I went into I don't know if it was Sunderland, but I I just kind of took a right on the road that the church is on, kind of that major, and it goes yeah. in. There's like a big uh, like park in the in the woods that I went through. Does that sound? A big park in the woods. It's like over by Joe's Pond. Like maybe East Rayton. Maybe he went over. Maybe there was like a trail that went through. There's I like a golf Rayton. course over there. Oh. Too, kind of. I don't know. That's up near me. That'll be yeah. Cocktail. 
Yeah. That's what did both cost. Did I step into a wardrobe and went into Narnia? <laughs> no, you just you just uh-huh. meandered around all the different little villages and stuff that are. Yeah, it was really uh, it was really really kind of cool to like see the like a neighborhood like that, you know? Yeah. Was, so so like Craig, tell, how would you describe like how would you describe the difference between Sunderland and then like all the little towns and villages around like what, what what's kind of the relationship between all of them because they're all fairly unique right what what do you mean by the little towns and vill- like horton hetton yeah yeah just kind of the, everyone has its own distinct kind of flavor doesn't it yeah 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 um yeah it's sunderland is just made up of a lot of different little towns and villages um and yeah they've all got their own unique flavors uh Pretty much but, like anywhere. Nice places. But, but you you grew up in a different one. Oh, yeah. Right? So what would be the difference between where you grew up, which is what? How many miles away? Three. Three exactly miles away. Three miles away. But the difference between where you grew up and just even Houghton, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, massive. Um, I would say Houghton is is very working class. It's um, it's it's roots are in um, pit villages where people working down the pit, coal mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, East Houghton's very new, very new money with a lot of like business people who would work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but three so, miles away. That's I mean, there's yeah. just, it's like night and day, yeah. right? What's um, where is England on that far? They're not. They're like coal mining there anymore, are they? No, no, it's all it's all yeah. closed down, yeah. but. You would you'd be very um, rare to find somebody in Horton whose dad or granddad didn't work down the, a pit or or the surrounding so, industry. So it's like there's a lot of uh, black lung in that area. Um, maybe so. you, you don't you know, hear about happens, it, loads, right? In West Virginia, Kentucky, here in America, like a lot of these people would get. You know, it's not a healthy job. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I think that's fair. I mean, I'm sure there were people that suffered from that. Like, I, I don't know, Craig, I've, I've not heard of anybody around here that, like, used to work in the pits that are currently suffering with that sort of thing. No, there, there is there is people who had to retire for medical reasons, um, whether that was black lung or not, but they get a, a very healthy pit pension. So it's, uh, yeah. So it works out. It works, yeah, pretty much works out for them. <laughs> I didn't know a nice way of saying that. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, what do they do with those? They just close down those pits, right? And they yeah. don't do anything. There's no way to like environmentally sort of like re like do. So- There's got to be some sort of system, right? That they're I'm- trying to do some of those. I don't know. There was a big thing, you know, when Trump was running for president here, he made these promises to a bunch of uh, communities in west virginia and kentucky that he was going to re- reopen the coal mines and like get coal back you know because you know china's still doing they're still coal mining and they're it's really bad over there but well pete the world has to get their coal from somewhere so yeah right? there but are not, coal mines we're not really using that anymore as a sort of energy are yeah, we, we yeah we are away from it well so, i guess we have, to some degree do we have to stop by 2030 is that what it I mean, is in the yeah, UK? Yeah, stop by 2030 or we all die. <laughs> okay, well, that's I mean, incentive. Did you not see that, that recent thing of like that came out that was just like, you, you know what? You might think that if you're like 30, 40 years old that you're cool, this is going to happen after you die. No, mm-hmm. it's going to happen like in your lifetime, you know? Yeah, well, so. well, I, I will say this, like from a – I don't know, a, a repurposing environmental standpoint. I have noticed like one of the things they do around here. So like 
whenever they would dig out the coal mines, they would I don't know, forget what it was called, Craig, but like wherever whatever they would dig out and then they would dump it somewhere, the heap or whatever yeah, it was yeah. called. Yeah. So like there's all these huge mounds from you know the coal digging and 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 all these pit villages and stuff. And so like the one here in in Houghton, like some of those heap piles have actually been turned into parks. So they like yeah. they they do plant trees and they try to like you know beautify the area instead of it just being like a weird pile of just stuff like they've actually tried to incorporate it into the landscape and and then i think am i right that the at the football team like sunderland's football stadium isn't that on an old like yeah. in that why it's called the stadium light is because yeah it's got something to do with the minus up we're talking about mine and and i i wasn't prepared for this <laughs> and, and i don't have Come a great on. knowledge of the history of hey yeah from east not the mine you have to be you have to be prepared man it goes anywhere yeah, it really it does but the you talk about reusing the the heaps uh we've silksworth ski slope is an artificial ski slope in silksworth and that's built on an old mine and it's that big oh wow big enough to be a ski yeah, slope ski down. So, yeah, yeah so what is it just make well, the best of it. Is it fake snow? Is no, it's snow? just like artificial, like carpety stuff that if you uh, fall okay. over on it, rips your skin apart. <laughs> That's crazy. Have you been? You guys been there? Yeah, yeah. My school was approximately 15 minute walk away, and we used to do PE lessons there. Nice. So we used to get a go up and do. So anyway, we're we're going to be talking about the pandemic, right? Today, pandemic, pit we're going to check in on that because you. Uh, Jason, you because your oldest son contracted COVID. He did, yeah, yeah. Yes. So he was working. He works in a uh, uh, a kitchen at a local restaurant, and uh, as far as we can tell, that's probably where he picked it up, just because it's in this it's in the center of the city, and there's probably university students and you know people coming in and out with all sorts of stuff, and yeah. So he he hit like kind of the the symptoms that you think about, like he got uh, like a fever and felt really achy, lost his sense of uh, smell and taste, but only for a couple days and then uh, bounced right back. So and it was literally like the day before or two days before he was supposed to get the first vaccine. Yeah. And he yeah. had it. So he was the period of did he get tested? Yeah. So like the way they do it here, which, you know, obviously it's it seems like and you can kind of i guess talk about this it seems very different than what they do in the states but like the way we do it here which craig's had to do it with his family too a couple times not because they got it but because people close to them got it is that if, if you have symptoms then you're you're encouraged immediately to go and um, take a test and so there's two type of tests here one's called a lateral flow test which is like an at-home test which like for example like when when um, our kids went to school, like the school gave them just like two, three, four weeks worth of tests because they wanted them to do them like every couple of days. And if they tested positive with that test, they were to stay at home. So anyway, he was feeling bad. We had some of these tests. He took one, came back positive. It's like a 20 minute um, kind of process. So if then you test positive with that, you then get what's called a PCR test, which is a much more um, accurate i think test but you have to go on to the nhs national health service website to book that you book an appointment you go take it they give you everything you do it all in your car 
you know, kind of a thing. And everyone's got gloves on and mask and all this sort of stuff. And uh, you take it, and then usually within 24 to 48 hours, you get a result. They contact you by either email or text or both. Um, and if you're positive, you have to isolate for 10 days and anyone that you live with. So we all had to isolate uh, for 10 days. And then you got a test after that and it was negative? You don't have to after that. Basically, the idea is that if you if the symptoms subside, um, then you can take another lateral flow test. And if the lateral flow test comes negative, then there's no reason to have to take a PCR test again. Yeah, the lateral flow thing is something I haven't seen here. But when I went back last summer, when I was working, um, I would go get tested once a week. You could just do that? You can go. So there's city of Chicago. They have a thing set up. You go to a website. There's a te- if there. And I lived in a place where there was like a testing center kind of near. Mm-hmm. And I would just drive down there. You do it on your car. It's just a, a swab in your mouth. And yeah. you do it for 20 seconds all around. And you get the test in like a day or two. So, okay. yeah. but I had a friend that had, she got COVID in like November. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, her her symptoms were similar, but it was 14 days of no taste, no smell. Oh, wow. Yeah. That stinks. So, like, so Josh, what do they do? Um, like if someone – like the big thing here, and this is where Craig can also speak up to it because um, it, if this is how he and his family were affected. The big thing here is that um, even if you come into what's called a close contact with somebody, up until recently, you were required um, to also self-isolate for 10 days. That Not meaning that if you lived with the person, but if you were just around the person for, what was it, like 15 minutes or so, Craig? Uh, if you're under two meters, you can be with them for 15 minutes continuously. That's classed as a close contact. Okay. So if you if you are a close contact, then even if you have no symptoms – you're also required to self-isolate. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been massive here because, I mean, what was what were the stats as far as like how many people were getting notified that they were close contacts? Wasn't the five million? Five, five million. million pings because it uses. It, there's two ways you can do it. It's um you have the NHS track track and trace app, which is like a Bluetooth thing that constantly scans around you and if anybody who reports onto the app that they've got it it then notifies you that you've been in close contact Mm -hmm. and then there's also just when you get it you get interviewed and you got to ask you you get asked who was in close contact with you so yeah there was five million pinged and they all had to spend 10 well they should have spent 10 days isolating (laughs) right but like in one week it was like over six hundred thousand people got pinged for being in close contact something like that that seems like a really great system because there was nothing like that here well it's it is great from the standpoint of like trying to keep people accountable but i would say i mean (laughs) i know you and i we talked about like it's also like it's really really annoying too because because you could literally have zero symptoms and like have no no you know come back negative 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 But then you're like required to self-isolate. So from the standpoint of things staying open, like literally their grocery shops who who don't have their shelves stocked because so many drivers um, are getting pinged and they can't go to work. So like in a smaller country, you know, 
like England is, um, where, you know, you can drive, you know, across it in a day, like that has a major impact just on kind of just regular life, right? Yeah. I mean, I know someone who owns a restaurant and their whole team got uh, pinged. One person had it, their whole thing had to shut down. Nobody else got COVID. So their whole restaurant was shut for 10 days for one case. Yeah. And yeah, there were there were places out here that would do that. They would make the decision to do that of like if someone they were exposed, someone came in or someone that worked there, they would close for a couple of days, but they wouldn't do. No, they, these days. guys were legally required to stay yeah. at home for ten days, so they they yeah. had no choice to close. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think you, I think Josh, like there, I think there are some good things about it for sure, and it's it's it's. I would say it has a big effect on why, like, the cases have been going down here in England for sure. But it also, like, it's incredibly disruptive because I think I think what we were saying was, like, it would be better to have some sort of test and release sort of system where it's like, okay, if you if you test it and after, say, two, three days, which I think that's uh, that's the incubation period or something, that then you should be able to kind of then be free to 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 go about and do what you normally do. Uh, but people are obviously taking advantage of it too, because there's some people who, you know, you, you can fake the test. You can get a, you can get a negative test and fake it, you know, and, and then you're like, Oh, I don't have to go to work, but then you still have to be paid. So there's all sorts of like crazy stuff going on too. Yeah. And I think that the hard part here has been the people who went on unemployment. Yeah. Getting paid in a lot of cases, especially the service industry were being paid more mm. on unemployment than they were making right. in real life. Right. And they don't want to go back to work. <laughs> like this sucks. Right. Just, you know, like I'd rather do this. So like, there's a lot of places in the opening up of things. They, they just couldn't hire, hire people. And uh, you see it kind of all across Right. Um, other industries too. So, Josh, what happens if, like, if you're having a conversation with somebody, you know, you're sitting down with a beer with them for a couple of hours, and then, like, the next day or two, they say, "Oh, I actually have COVID." Is there anything you're supposed to do? Yeah, you mur- you go and murder them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one way to, now, to deal you, with the issue. I think it's it's more it's way more loose here. Like, if that does happen, then you that that person gets COVID and you're in contact with them, you could quarantine, but you yeah. could go and get tested. And if you didn't have it, then you'd be okay, I guess. But like, it was way more lo- like a looser system here. And like, you know, you can see that cause it's, we don't have it under control still. Like the Delta variant is, is kind of rampaging through the, the undesirables. Oh, really? <laughs> It's a there's a correlation between the people who didn't get vaccinated and those you would call that. What do you mean by undesirables? That's what Hillary Clinton called all the Trump people. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't catching you there. Okay. Yeah. So like they the, there's like if you look at a map like here with Google, there's a feature where you can go in and hit this thing. You know, like you'd hit traffic. Yeah. There's a you guys have Google over there, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> so they have you ever been on there? They have a thing where you can hit the COVID thing, a COVID uh-huh. button, and it'll show you a map. You know, you can go out and it'll show you county by county, by county state by state of like how the numbers are. Oh, COVID okay. lines. Yeah. 
Okay. And if you if you look at it as like as the United States as a whole, every state that's in the red is in the south. Yeah. And mom being living there, she lives yeah. in Louisiana. She got she finally got vaccinated fully. She told me, yeah. And but like Louisiana is is like up there with Florida as far as like the Delta variant rampaging through it. Right. And she I was asking her like, so why aren't people getting vaccinated like what are some of the reasons and she was like well a lot of people think that there's something in the vaccine that will bind to your dna and the government will be able to track you wow crazy reasons like you won't be able to have children right that makes you sterile right this is what all these people believe well i do remember like when when this first started coming out and obviously nobody knew kind of how it would affect people. I do remember that being a fear, like of like, what, what, what could it do? And, and I think that might be part of the reason and part of the reason why they started with the older population here. Like I know it was also to protect them because they were the most vulnerable, but there was the sense of like, well, let's just kind of see how everybody responds to it. And they just now started to make it available to like 18 and below 18 to 16 year olds here. So, yeah, I mean, I think there are people here. I mean, you'd say, Craig, you'd say there are people here, right, who kind of think some of the same things. Oh, 100%. We've just had a massive rally of a million plus people down in the centre of London, all doing anti-vax, anti-mask, anti... Really? Oh, yeah. It's, it was huge. And guess what? Numbers spiked in London that weekend. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. the amount of stuff no. you see on Facebook, Instagram, it's gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to your point about Trump, uh, I saw the press secretary had to answer a question the other day. Or you're the, the American press secretary. She's great, by the way. Um, they were saying, can can you just give Trump some credit for the vaccine and that will help his supporters adopt it more? Because mm-hmm. we've seen a big rise in Trump supporters being totally anti-vax. And she was like, why would we do that? Just go and get vaccinated. <laughs> right. There is a, there is the one, there is, that is a, was a narrative of like, what did Trump did one thing good, right? And it was like, he did fast track the vaccination thing, but it was like, because, well, because no maybe, one in that position would have ever thought to do it. He done also, that. he was also the dumbass that got COVID. <laughs> he was also the dumbass that stared into a eclipse when they were telling not to. <laughs> Boris Johnson it's like did the a same boat thing, it sailed on that of like, hey, like he can help. He can't help. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, to his credit, like he has he has actually told people to get the vaccine. Like he's not telling people yeah. actively not to do it. Probably because so, he's got like some points in it in one of them or something you know he only does things like that but if it it's going to benefit him financially yeah you know that's probably true and he was all he had his he had his fingers and all kinds of stuff and like and you could tell he was so he was so like on a bash of like hey get this medicine it was some sort of medicine he was telling people to take that oh yeah it's because he had like interest in it like if you bought it he was going to make some money you know well and that was the same accusation they were levying against uh dr fauci too right is they were saying that he had some sort of financial interest in some of the companies developing the vaccines sure he did yeah they're all dirty man like if you see somebody on on tv enough 
Yeah. You know, they're they're looking to be there. They want to be there, you know. So there's 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 a weird thing with celebrity in America, you know. Yeah. So what what would I mean? What's kind of the sentiment where you're at? I mean, you're in a big city. Like, is there is it is it pretty much like fully adopted? Like, this is what we should we should do. Vaccine. Yeah. Well, I think the city proper is probably I don't know the numbers It's probably I mean, the national numbers are like, I don't know, close to 60 percent have both doses. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the city's like that. But the state isn't. Okay. The state is pretty like if you take a ride through Illinois, you'll see Trump signs and, you know, things like that. So. So you're fully like, blaming Trump for people. <laughs> I blame him for everything. I, <laughs> I blame him for measles. <laughs> but yeah, that, he, was, that was like that. Uh, I saw this tweet. Kind of, I know we're getting off topic here, but like I saw that tweet where, um, you know, Obama had his birthday party, his 60th birthday party, and they canceled it. Supposedly they canceled it because of uh, I guess an out was it an outbreak or something I don't know why they why did they cancel it was that just because of the Delta variant I don't know but anyway I think some people came but he had required he's told his the people that come to the party you've got to be double vaccinated in order to come to my party and you've got to you you uh, what was the other thing anyway they had to be double vaccinated and um, and some senator no it was a, it was a guy from Ohio it was a, a representative from Ohio tweeted out he was like. Something like Obama gets to have a party while your kids have to wear masks to school kind of a deal. And like people on Twitter were just like roasting him because they're like, well, first of all, Obama has nothing to do with COVID-19. He was not in office like he was way out of office. And secondly, like what what does him asking people to be fully vaccinated have to do with you, your kids wearing masks? Would you rather people make kids be fully vaccinated like it was just this weird dynamic where essentially everything's being divided into one or two categories either you're for trump and against the vaccine or you're against trump and for the vaccine you know what i mean like it's just it's it's just completely exaggerated system over here also not the smartest people (laughs) hey are you are you dogging americans right now well i mean listen it's all connected, though, right? Where'd they come from? <laughs> Where'd these hillbillies come from? I tell you, so we're, we're just as bad over here. Um, did we have the G7, G7 summit? That's right. And they were all photographed on the beach, and people were going mental, saying, hey, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be having a barbecue on the beach. We're, we're not allowed to hug our gran. Yeah. So why should they be? These guys will probably be some of the most tested people in the world because they will be constantly tested. Yeah. Like these guys don't have it, or if they did, they'll be found out and they'll be shipped out. And yeah, we're not, unfortunately. <laughs> so okay, obviously, like Craig, you've heard Josh kind of talk about like his thoughts on Trump and the COVID uh, nineteen virus. What would be your thoughts on how? Our leader, Boris Johnson, has handled it. Uh, I'll start off by saying I wouldn't like to be in his shoes. Sure. Just uh, I wouldn't like to be making the decisions, but he seems to be making decisions two weeks too late at every opportunity Hmm. and keeps on promising stuff and then taking it back, promising it again, taking it back, promising. And then 
I think now he's just resigned to, we need to get the economy started again. Let's just go for it. Enough people are vaccinated. Let's go. Mm-hmm. There's so many stories about dodgy contracts being given out to politician friends for PPE and different things like billions, billions of pounds have been lost yeah. to COVID-19. Um, I don't like the handling of that. I don't, I think that it all stinks. Again, politicians, I just think they are, they're all in it for themselves. Or the majority of them are in for themselves and they've, uh, they've rode this wave and probably let's follow the money and see, mm-hmm. see where the real problem is here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, I wouldn't like to be in his shoes. I wouldn't like to be making the decisions, but he's made some crazy decisions like not shutting the airports, uh, the, the borders, sorry, uh, not putting India on the red list. Or when he did, he'd give them two weeks' notice. So there was a <laughs> right. record number of flights from India came over and we got stuck with the Delta variant. Um, to be honest, as much as I love football, I think it was crazy how we had the final of the Euros, the biggest competition in the world, in Wembley. And the country suffered from it afterwards because we we had this massive spike. Mm-hmm. I think in the full 16, 17 months, I knew about 10 people who had it. Now I struggle to know anybody whose family hasn't at least had one case. Mm-hmm. Um, just be from one big football match. So yeah, You could literally track it after that match. Oh, yeah. 90,000 90, 90, fans in Wembley Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when, the, when the baseball started here in April, and we were still kind of like, Okay, we're kind of coming out of it. Most stadiums were like most teams were like, okay, we're gonna do a if it holds fifty five thousand, we're gonna do twenty five half mm-hmm. of. It. You know, I went to a game here in Chicago and it was you know kind of half half of it was full. You know, enough mm-hmm. space for people to be away from each other. Not in Texas. <laughs> Texas, yeah. boom, fifty five thousand people. You know, yeah. it's just like and you look at Florida too. It's the same way. It's like the, their governor is fighting against uh, having masks in schools yeah, because the school's opening up soon. And, and it's like, well, what's what's the deal? Again, Craig, you're telling me about this, like with Disney. What What is their policy and their, and their like ways around what they were asking you to prove or something? They basically said if you're double vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, but yeah. we're not going to challenge you or you don't have to prove it. Right. Right. So people Which, were like saying they were double vaccinated, right? Yeah, they were just walking in with no mask. Come, yep, double vaccinated. Um, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a small Wait, world one? after all. <laughs> Disney did you go to? Oh, I didn't go to Disney. This was just oh. what I'd heard on, uh, oh. I think it was on Reddit, that they were basically said. I believe that. I mean. But it was the one in Florida, right? It was Disney oh, yeah, World. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, no, it's uh, Disney Park. So it's. All Disney Parks. All Disney. So it'll be the one in California, California as well, I think. Oh, wow. Which is strange because the. Not strange, but it makes sense. Like, okay, there's one in Florida, and okay, yeah, right, and then the one in California is in Orange County, which is a, a notorious conservative stronghold. Yeah. So, and they were always like, you. I don't know if you ever saw a story from Huntington Beach, which is in Orange County. There was always like people protesting, mask wearing, and places being closed because of COVID. They were always up in arms about it. Yeah. So. It makes sense that Disney would be in those two areas mm-hmm. and not caring. But you know. there's also Universal Studios in Florida as well was adopting exactly the same. I think they were just desperate to get people in. They were losing too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. But I'd heard Florida's been quite open and their governor yeah. just kind of let them do what they want from last year. Yeah, they did. I don't think they ever really fully shut down like other places did. And I mean, they did suffer from it. I mean, there's a big, a big narrative from vocal people who have uh, a pulpit that are conservative that think that shutting down at all was dumb, like it was stupid, like it, we sacrificed our economy for you know a few dead. Right. That's basically what they think. I mean, it's a lot, Dad, but I don't know. I guess they just thought survival of the fittest. Well, Which I is think weird that, because most of those people aren't don't believe in Darwinism. And they're not very fit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I think there was a, a contingent of people who had similar thoughts here. You know, like, listen, you know, the flu kills X amount of people every year. So, you know. Yeah. The COVID numbers haven't reached that yet. So why are we shutting everything down simply because it looks like a, you know, a reasonably normal flu season kind of a thing? And mm. so there was definitely was that kind of, you know, talk here. And I, I I admit, like, I think there were times where I felt like I was going back and forth, you know, going, OK, well, it does seem like it's not as bad. But then you hear these horror stories, you know, and 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 loads and loads of people, you know dying the death rates up the the hospitals are overwhelmed uh, but even here you know like we, we've got we've got people who um who come to our church who work in like Sunderland hospitals and you never got a sense from them that like it was absolutely overwhelmed but when you walk but you know all the restrictions at the hospital were like crazy you couldn't go in and you you know they were i mean they had locked it down so it was it was one of those things where it was like, okay, like I get it, but man, it really hurts you too when you've got, you know, maybe a, a relative that's in a care home and you haven't been able to see them for a year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just really, really extreme at times. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough too, you know, if you, when you have kids in school, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're all home. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys dealt with that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, for, for us, for sure. I mean, that was one of those things where, like, specifically for us, like, our kids had, in a way, just started meeting people. You know, they'd been in school for about, I don't know, six months, maybe. And then, boom, like, all right, everyone go home, online learning. You don't see anybody. Sometimes they're live classes. Sometimes they're pre recorded classes. Sometimes it's by Zoom. Sometimes it's, you know, we're just posting stuff that you need to read. Um, it's super, super difficult because then in many ways, like a lot of their education was either all on you to make sure that they're doing it or it's all on them, you know, and they're having to kind of bear the weight of that responsibility. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for us, it was the hardest on our, our youngest who's six just because she just wanted to see her friends, you know, and there were some kids who still were in school. Because one of the things that they had here was um, was something where it was like um, – what was it called, Craig? What, um, key worker. Key worker. That's right. If you were a key worker, which included like NHS staff actually like actually being a worker at a church technically qualified us as key workers. But some schools like required both parents had to be key workers. And then only you could bring your kids in. Some schools were like a parent only needs that only one parent needs to be a key worker. My point is, is that there were kids actually still going to school. So like when you're doing these online courses, the teachers are trying to like 
manage a live classroom and manage online lessons as well, which is super, super difficult, super hard to do. And that obviously affects, you know, I I hate calling education a product, but it affects the lessons. It affected the product. So, yeah, it was difficult. I mean, I think there will be a generation of kids here for sure who will spend the next five years trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why the school thing has been such a hot button issue. Without question. And like Craig, you can speak to this too, because there's a there's a um a primary school, which is like an elementary school in the States, right near you. And like the the head teacher there was basically saying how she wanted kids in school, right? Yeah. because uh, it's it's a very run down run down area where the school is she wanted the kids to come in because when they were at home they weren't doing anything because the parents weren't pushing them to get involved get online and get sorted so she was i think she was just pretty much bending every rule she could to get them into the school um and then she said when they came back they'd all put on loads of weight because they hadn't done anything they hadn't been anywhere they were right. struggling to fit in their uniforms so <laughs> right she said it was she said that she had a really hard time dealing with knowing what was going on at home and yeah. then leaving them to that so yeah because if you don't have a, a parent who like is checking up and making sure the kids are staying up then you're just like like whatever watch tv whatever yeah. do this do that and the kids like i, I think at one point I don't know if she said this or you said this, but it was like almost welcoming like feral kids back yeah, because they just been left to their own. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've talked to a few teachers here and doing classes by Skype or Zoom or whatever was super hard because no one's paying attention. They're at home, you know, and there's like a dog jumping around behind them. Their mom's cooking breakfast or something, you know, and like it was hard for them to focus. Yeah. So it was just a bad thing, but. Maybe we shouldn't have shut down. Is that where we're going now? Where, where <laughs> no, I, I think we're saying it's it's really complex. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, I, like I would mention, like for me, where I was going back and forth. Like, there were days where I was like, yeah, like we need to we need to take care of this and we need to like get get straight and get the numbers down. But then there's other days where I'm like, so flipping tired of this. You know, it's like, um, you know, we haven't seen people in so long. I mean, they're literally. Craig's had a baby during this time. They're literally people who've never seen his baby yeah. who would have normally been, you know, a fairly big part of her life. Yeah. 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 This uh, family that I have sort of uh, ingratiated myself with, um, I guess you would call it that. I don't know what I'm doing, honestly, but they like me. So it's cool. And I like them. Um, is, this, is this Sarah's family? Sarah's family, yeah. And, uh, but they, <laughs> so her brother, you know, her brother, his, name, his name's Jacob and his wife's name's Royce. They had a baby during COVID. He's, he'll be one uh, this weekend. But, like, they decided, like, they were pretty, they're all vaccinated. Everybody's all vaccinated. But, you know, before that, they were, as a family, you know, their parents live in Indiana, and then they have other extended family that live in other states, but they were all sort of like, you know, family-wise, we're going to get together because of the baby. They didn't want to go through that thing of like, nobody's ever seen Jack. Gotcha. Yeah. So they sort of like family-wise was like, we're going to see each other. We're going to yeah. take the chance. And and, and people then, did that here you know, too, for sure. It worked out. People came to our windows and saw uh, Raya for the first couple of weeks, right. which is really surreal. 
she kind of like stood like a zoo animal on the other side of the <laughs> of the glass. Uh, like this is her. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. And then, uh, but yeah, we did. We 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 let our parents come in now, like our back garden, to mm-hmm. come and come and see see the baby and because. But it was such a, a weird situation to be in. I, I said there was two things. It was the worst time to have a baby. And it was the worst time to get a job in a church. Um, that's right yeah because because you in both cases like everything's so different and limited compared to what it normally would be yeah i think i'm the only person in england who went from working from home to working in an office during the (laughs) pandemic that's true i used to work from home for seven years before before i moved to working in the in the church and yeah it was crazy coming out of it and being like oh i'm a, I'm allowed to go to the office it's nice to get out the house now so mm-hmm. that's another aspect of it too of uh people working in offices now a lot of companies are like well we you know most of our workers can do this job from home why do we need an office mm-hmm. you know um sarah they she's been going to the office since last june i think so they aren't on that tip but there are a lot of companies that and that creates like okay now these office spaces are just empty we built these big buildings and there's no one in them you know so there's that's another aspect of it too yeah yeah definitely i mean i think that's where uh, a lot of people i mean i know we kind of mentioned this to some degree but like a lot of people are just not going back to work you know because it's like they've either found a new rhythm or they just realize yeah i don't I don't like going into work anymore. I'd rather do stuff at home. Like it's changed just so many things in regards to the way people view life. Yeah. And it, it seems like the, like you said earlier about the numbers going down there, because yeah. I saw a story about that, which is good, right? Like it's not going down here, but. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I so think you the, guys aren't like at the point of herd immunity are you i mean we might be i mean I, i'm not sure what they technically say that, that's they say 80 percent double vax would be herd okay. immunity i don't think we're that high are we craig before the podcast started i, I brought up the the stats of everything so i'm just checking uh, did research thank he's, you he's more prepared than we ever are josh uh we're at 89 percent uptake on the first dose of people aged 18 and over and 75 percent of second dose and that's See that? throughout the uk yeah 75 you guys had it under control um, well i mean I, we we like also 80, we also have 60 60 you know 8 million people or something so it's a significant yeah. number less yeah. than the states but yeah i do think i do think that's been that's definitely part of it i think that's the reason why the government felt confident to finally lift lockdown was you know saying there's enough there's enough people vaccinated the program is working um and as if we can continue to do that then theoretically numbers will continue to go down even despite the delta variant like i know there was a little bit of spike but i think you know most people i mean most people who've gotten it since that came out i think jonah that's probably what he got was the delta variant it sounds like because he didn't have the symptoms very long you know Seems he did it. like a different thing. It's a different thing than some other people got here. But speaking of school and speaking of person, shout out to Jonah Mayhall for getting into university. That's Amen. Awesome. It's huge, man. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super excited. He's pumped. And um, 
starting starting the whole process. He's got, I think he got like five or six emails in the last few days from the university talking about um, housing stuff, talking about packing lists, talking about finance, like all sorts of stuff. So oh, it's happening. It's becoming real. Yeah. Big one. What is the finance situation? Is that um, like on well, yeah, but one of the things that's great is that – like the big question originally was whether or not he was going to be classified as a UK student, um, having been here for two years, or still being considered an international student. So um, he's still considered an international student, but the university he's going to actually has like a um, – I don't know if it's like a special grant or bursary or whatever, special fund uh, to help first-year international students. And so it's up to uh, it's a 50 percent discount, actually. Um, so when you look at kind of what the cost is, it, it comes out, give or take a little bit. It, it comes out to about the same amount it would cost a, a UK student to go to that university. So so we're super, super excited about that. Thankful for that. And then, you know, it's just a matter of. Uh, you know, all the little stuff like it's weird because like we were talking, start talking about mini fridges last night and, you know, like <laughs> pots and pans and all this sort of stuff that you got to think about. Like when you go move away, if you're not living at home. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, um, That's really first off. You've been there two years. Yeah, I know. That's mind boggling. Um, <laughs> Tell me about it. Two. Him going off like I'm sure he's ready, right? Is he ready to be on his own? Oh, he's more than ready. Yeah. 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 Like after the COVID thing and like he's just probably like, I'm going to go backpacking. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the the biggest thing for him with the COVID really was was not so much getting it, but was the fact that it pushed back his vaccinations because um, I'm pretty sure like most universities are going to be requiring incoming students to be double vaxxed. Yeah. So because it kept pushing it back. Because not only did it get pushed back because he had it, but then once he got – he recovered, he went online to book it and um, went in, like was in the queue, was ready to go, sat down, you know, shirt sleeve was up. They were ready to pop it in him, and then they asked him a question like, so have you had COVID recently? He's like, yeah, I had it, you know, X amount of days ago. They're like, oh, okay, you're going to have to rebook. Like we're recommending at least I think a month after you've had it before you can get the vaccine. What was the reasoning? I think because your antibodies, you have so many COVID antibodies that yeah. the potential of injecting even more, like they're not quite sure. Like it, it could just overwork your system possibly. Yeah. Um, so he got his first one, which is great. But then you've got to wait six weeks, I think. I think that's the uh, eight. Is it okay? Yeah, is it eight? Six already. Six to eight, maybe. Yeah. To get um, the second dose? To get the second dose. What are you guys getting? Moderna? Uh, it depends on whatever's available. So there's AstraZeneca and Pfizer for sure. Yeah, under 40s are getting Pfizer because uh, AstraZeneca is causing blood clots in under 40s. Oh, is oh. it? Yeah, well, yeah. Right. On the um, margin percent, but there's yeah. stuck in the under 40s. I don't think that's a, a vaccine that America. AstraZeneca? Mostly, yeah, it's just Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson. Oh, okay. But I don't yeah, that, think people are getting Johnson and Johnson. Uh, I've heard I'm that. I'm not one's... sure what mom got, but she got. She said she got sick on the second. Oh, okay. For a day or so. I don't know what how, what her sickness was, but yeah. Does AstraZeneca cost a fortune though to 
to keep administer because it doesn't have to be kept at like minus 80 or something silly yeah, like that yeah i think you're right but the, the thing only the vaccination only worked uh last six months what yeah the true? pfizer you look up i got pfizer and that's what the pfizer is it's six months so, so i wonder to get a booster then yeah they're not recommending a booster rather than it, it running out after six they're not uh, recommending it no they're recommending getting oh. a booster but I don't think it, I don't think they, it only I wonder, yeah, I wonder if you're like, because here when you got the first shot, you know, the you get the second one 30 days later. 30 days? Yeah, 30. Wow. They would do, you do 30 days, but they, you know, they, they contact you through email and all that. I wonder if they'll do that with the booster. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Didn't they I recommend, mean, the, yeah, didn't they recommend it was like, at the start it was four weeks and then they were like, oh, we might need to change that to 12 so everybody can get vaccinated. And it's oh, still you're right. The, and it's still got the that's same right. effects. Yeah, effects. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think the reason why they pushed it back, I'd forgotten about it, was actually because they wanted to to kind of pace like who was getting it and make sure everybody got at least one dose before all these yeah. people were coming back for their second one. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is a big difference, Josh, is like here – there's much more of a um even though it may not seem like it there's much more of a plan you know in regards to like okay let's get the over 80s let's get and then it's like the 70s and then it's the i mean it's it has been very very kind of planned they, and scheduled out that way they did that here too they started with 60 and over oh wow and then it quickly opened though uh, okay. and you could find ways of if you weren't in that age bracket to get it like that's how it happened for me. Like I was on some sort of work app. It's like a, it's a place where you post schedules and send messages and, and someone in there was like connected to, <laughs> to the vaccine thing, like knew how you could get like there. Here's a link. If you want to try and get the vaccine and you clicked on it and there were spots open and I got it, but uh-huh. technically they weren't giving those. We were still in that age bracket of, 16 and above could only get it but like you go in there and it was being administered by the national guard oh wow so like the city was saying like here you can only get it if you're this age but you when you went in there the national guard was like what's your name you got an id cool (laughs) (laughs) so well that's how you got it early though isn't it jason yeah i got it early because um because there was a pharmacist that we knew, a chemist that we knew, who um, the place that he was going to, because I think it was the AstraZeneca one, is that once you take it off, take it out of the the um, freezer or whatever, like there's a shelf life into when they need to be used or they go bad. So he was basically saying like at the end of the day, sometimes people don't show up for their appointments, and so we have extra doses left. And he said, if 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 you're willing to come at a moment's notice, you know, maybe two, three hour window um, at the end of the day, you could you could basically jump ahead. And so that's how I got my first dose. And then once you get your first dose, then you're in the system and then it's yeah. like, OK, now you're in the schedule. And six weeks later, you know, or eight weeks later, you get contacted. Yeah, that's basically I think that's what was going on here was okay. that they, they have so many doses, they're going to expire. Yeah, a lot, a lot of you know people in that age range weren't showing up or, yeah. or making appointments, so they had to administer them somehow. So yeah, 
And that, I think right. that's, I think that's great. I mean, you don't want that stuff to go to waste. No, no. I mean, yeah, we want more people to get vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if you be- if you believe in the vaccine, you know. So that's another thing, right? You know, like before COVID, there there was always a, a faction of anti-vaxxers. They True. think they, yeah. they think that vaccines cause autism or right. whatever they believe, you know. Yeah. So it kind of fits right in if you're that way anyway. You know, like I have a friend in Texas who a month ago asked me, "Are you going to get vaccinated?" And I'm like, "Uh, already vaccinated, bro." <laughs> And he's like, I was like, you? And he's like, no, man, I'm not, I'm not back. Are you going to get it vaccinated? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, why are you scared? <laughs> trying to get him to get it. You know? Challenges manhood. Yeah. Challenge manhoods. And um, he was like, I was like, why, why, why are you on the fence? And he was like, I don't know. There's too much differing information about it. And I was just like, okay. Well, I mean, dude, that's how mom was. She was. I know. She, she almost but had the same more, thing. She wasn't like. She wasn't scared. She was scared that she was gonna have like a personal, like physical reaction to it. Like her tongue's gonna swell or something. Like, yeah. by the way, you know, our mom can't eat citrus. Can she not? How do she, I not know that? She's allergic to like citrus. It makes her tongue swell. How do I not know that? You do know this. If you don't, this is why mom doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> That's not true. That's not, it was a joke. But um, yeah, like she like, there's like, always a hint of truth and sarcasm, man. Yeah. Orange, like she can't eat oranges and like lemons and limes and tomatoes. I, I'm really I I I'm, I must have had blacked out somewhere because I I don't. But she's allergic. She's also allergic to um penicillin. Well, yeah, I knew that because um Camden and Cohen are are um Jonah and Camden are both allergic too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that she just has those things in her head, and then okay, here's this vaccine that's not. Another thing is a lot of people are like waiting for the FDA to approve it. Right. Oh, I'm sick of hearing that. Yeah. This is an experimental drug. <laughs> right. We're yeah. experimenting on our children now. Uh, yeah. This isn't approved Perfect. until 2023. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly what a lot of people are waiting on. And I, I saw something the other day that FDA was going to approve the Pfizer one mm. here. So I don't know. But, yeah, I think that's why mom was so hesitant. She just thought she was going to have, like, a like some sort of physical thing. Gotcha. I don't think she was worried about something long term. But, yeah, but I do. But she I, I got the thought that maybe she was maybe she wasn't fully embracing it, but she was, like, not necessarily discounting the fact that. Or the possibility that maybe there is a tracking device, you know, put in there and that sort of thing, too. Well, she definitely lives in an area where she's probably hearing that a lot from people. Yeah. Because they, they that's probably a lot. You know, what what she say to you when, when during the election? Can't wait till it's over because then COVID's going to go away. <laughs> exactly. You know, a lot. She was hearing that at work from people. You I know? know. I know, dude. So it's like, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's a weird place to live but the covid thing is just not going to go away here because it's going to be a while you know that whole tracking thing's crazy you'll see it on facebook people saying i'm not getting the vaccine i don't want to be tracked posted from my iphone that has been tracking <laughs> yes. me the whole time exactly. I've been doing it. Like, yeah. on facebook so that's true. tracking everything you're doing you have this phone it's, yeah it's like, so true they know, yeah. where, they know where you're at right you know like know right. what you're doing. Um, <laughs> like Instagram knows more about you than anything. Yeah. You know. So that's a good anyway. point. Anyway. 
Yeah. So, Craig, I hear that you're not satisfied with uh, your returns on your patronage to our show. Well, to be honest, I feel like this is this is the perfect return. Now I've peered oh, my way onto the show. So this is, uh, yeah, we should like just that. have people on the show. This is then, what you should be offering. Of them the secret yeah. of the universe. I think I think the, I think the secret of the universe is coming on our show. You know what's weird? Kathy didn't pay us any money. And she got a spot. Yeah, that's messed up. Oh, you need to send yeah. her a bill. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her she's listening. You owe us five I... bucks, lady. <laughs> Can I just say it was hard to find where I needed to pay the money? Oh, really? Was yeah. It? So when you were saying become a patron, I automatically thought of the website Patreon. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's it. And I didn't realize it was a patron on, is it Podbean? Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize it was there. So if you're going to become a patron of the My Brother's Deeper podcast, you need to go on Podbean, download it, and go into the patron section. And there. So maybe I should, maybe that's a good I, point, Craig. Thank you for that. I think, maybe you, by the way, more I, think, accessible. I think you need to just cut that audio right there. Okay, and well, we just put that at the end of every single episode. Yep, get the British Craig. guy on. That's right. <laughs> Should have said it with a posher accent. Yeah, it's, another, it's another good idea. It's a good exactly. idea. It'll make us seem more like, wow, this show's intelligent. Show's international. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like we, uh, instead of two like country bumpkins from Louisiana talking about. Exactly. Yeah. We got to so, class this thing up. Yeah. Hey, I, must, I must admit, though, I, I really do enjoy listening to the podcast each time it's uh, released. I didn't listen to the to it until about you were five in, and I think I binged them in a, about three days or five. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I know we, he appreciates that too, but um, I found that, that that people that once they do start listening to it, they do binge it. Yeah, it's just great to hear, hear somebody's story. Um, without having to sit with them and and get distracted, <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Jason yeah. have these meetings where we get go down so many avenues. It was great that I couldn't interrupt and ask more questions. <laughs> but do you have questions? Are there are there pressing pressing things on your mind of like what about that? No, not not really. I think you've you, you went in a lot of data. I must say beforehand, I was thinking, what happens if they ask, like, start asking questions about, like, what's your favorite part of the podcast? What's, what's your favorite story, or what's this person called? So my my favorite story ever was when Josh was telling us about Jason having the fight with that guy <laughs> at school, and then Paul at the Shaw. end, and then at the oh, end, oh, the would, Paul Shaw thing, yeah, yeah, and then yes. at the end, you were talking about inviting them onto the podcast. <laughs> I remember listening to it in my car and I was ill laughing that you were saying. <laughs> then there was another guy who said, oh, I wish that was me. I would look, I would have liked to get a few digs in on him. Yeah. And you're like, we'll awesome. invite him on as well and we'll <laughs> we'll let him have yeah, it. We could yeah. do that. Like, we, we could get Scott Buffington on here and we see could. what he remembers about that. I mean, well, mom talks to his mom and like their Facebook friends or something. I'm Facebook. He's like a weird. He like he's a weird. Like I think he might be sort of retired from. Yeah, he Coast is. Or something is. like that. The Navy. What was he on? Navy. He was in the Navy. I, I'll say this, like, in case he does come on and then he goes back and listens to everything. He he is retired from the Navy because I think he got his like twenty, or twenty five years in, and so um, now I think he, 
I think he still works, but he works like as a contractor or something for for another company. Um, but he he is, I would say, he's he is a massive Trump supporter um, from from that perspective. So just you know, gives you a little bit of context of kind of you know um, what we would be talking about and different perspectives, which are welcomed here. He's also like a weird Batman fan too. He's right? a huge Batman yeah. fan. He lit Craig. This guy literally has. Like Batman masks and models. I mean, he is like he is a fanboy of Batman. Like everything he posts on Facebook is like Batman related. Yeah, it's either Batman related or baseball or whiskey because he loves he loves him some uh, some Jack Daniels or Trump. Okay. Or or yeah or Trump or I would say maybe more anti Biden. Oh. Okay. Kind of making fun of Biden and, and Democrats and that sort of stuff. Oh, so this is like recent. Oh stuff. yeah. Facebook. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have, we should have him on. I don't know if he listens to this though. Oh, I would imagine he doesn't. But like I said, if he if he were to accept the invitation, he might then go back and listen. Bring we haven't said anything defamatory. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm not saying we have for sure. Yeah. I just want to call him out on the Paul Shaw thing. Like, really? Why didn't you jump in then? <laughs> Well, you know, I would say I, – I think that would be interesting to see if he even remembers that. But I would imagine getting getting a person's – person that we grew up's perspective on our family could be fascinating. First off, too, their family. Well, every family is unique. <laughs> That's an interesting family, man. I agree. That Buffington family. I, that I that was some deep, dark, like William Faulkner South stuff going on in that family. It was man. a very, it was a very unique family, Greg. Like yeah. it was, his parents were older, um, because I think it was his dad's second or third marriage, and then he had an older brother, Stevie, who was as far the way I remember it. I could be wrong. Maybe Scott's going to correct us one day. Um, but when he was born, his legs were folded the opposite way, so like his knee, his knees, like somehow i don't know if it was like kneecaps were turned around or something uh, but they were folded the opposite way so when it was corrected he was always like his legs never fully developed and they were really really skinny and and he used like kind of you know some crutches to kind of help him walk but because of that his arms were massive and i remember him being super strong because remember josh we would we would wrestle out in the yard like we would pretend like wwf and like we would be, you know, like Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake, all these sorts of people. Which, by the way, Craig was a huge wrestling fan growing up, Josh. Um, nice. I know. So, um, and whenever like you would wrestle Stevie, like you were just trying to like basically stay out of the distance of his arms because you knew he couldn't get you other way. But if he grabbed you, dude, game over. Yeah, he was. He had strong. He had strong arms. He was also like, have you ever seen that movie Shallow How? Yes, yeah. with uh, Jack Black. There's, yeah, and there's like a sect of people with this with this spine a bifida thing. It's kind of like that. Okay. What, there's a guy in there that looks just like Stevie. It might be Stevie. Who, you know, <laughs> maybe he went on to become a famous a, actor. Maybe I don't he did. I don't, I don't remember that movie yeah. that well. But yeah, I, well, I remember seeing that movie and thinking, oh, yeah, that's what Stevie had, you know. Gotcha. Maybe. But anyway, that family—that's a whole podcast, dude. Like that, their dad. Get them all on. Remember the dad, Steve. You like work for the sheriff's office? 
No, I think he I think he was a volunteer. Never chef. had a shirt on. He de- yeah, he definitely would like he fit the classic. I remember kind when of, he shot he shot that snake? No? What what happened there? That? What happened? So we like lived the, <laughs> the street that we lived on was abutted with by some woods. Like it was a, a fake out cul-de-sac. And then back there was just a bunch of woods, right? So a lot of people's houses, like their house especially, had woods behind it. Right. There, It wasn't like a back-to-back house. Like you definitely yeah. had some land in between. And there was like a – on the edge of it, their yard, you know, they would mow their yard to the edge of it. And yeah. one day, I think it was you, came running up and was like, there's a snake. There's a snake over there. Like a diamondback, like a rattler. Right. Which, I mean, Craig, like – there literally are like lots of poisonous snakes like within the vicinity of where we grew up. There would yeah. be there would be copperhead snakes. There would be possibly rattlesnakes. I mean, literally, like you had to a, you had to watch a, out. Copperhead. Okay, cop, that probably. And he walks, so he walk and he goes over. It's like the middle of summer, you know. And he walks over there, no shirt. He's got this big bellies. He was always red, you know. He goes over there with a pistol and just boom. Shoots the snake in the head. Dang. And we're all just like, okay. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> We've seen so up. many TV program now. families in my head at the minute. Right. Like, I mean, how does, how how much does that fit the American stereotype to your in your mind? Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Like, like fully. just tick tick off the box. Yeah. Like guns. King of the Hill. Uh, <laughs> my name is. is it, my name's Earl. My name's Earl. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a definitely uh, definitely a moment of just like okay, uh he just fired a pistol off around a bunch of kids. Just <laughs> yeah, that, to kill the snake. He's like, "Hey, get out of here, snake." No, shoot it in the head. Imagine what would happen in Britain if that happened, Jason. Oh yeah. my gosh. Please. Are you kidding me? National news. It be it would it lead the BBC? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To to see someone, you know, one just with a gun and just brandishing it out there in their in their near their house with kids around and then he probably just josh did he just like casually stroll back in the house and he be never like spoke to anyone i just remember him just being like this strange scary person that sat at their table and like ate he was intense uh, yeah <laughs> why why can i say you remember how big the mayonnaise big was in that house what why can I say see him walking out with a Bud Light, tossing it to the side, yeah, getting his gun out, shooting he it? He definitely drank. He definitely probably drank did. Yeah. yeah. He probably had like uh, cut off jeans that were yeah. like jorts. Cowboy boots. Pro- probably. Which our dad did. Our dad wore those type of shorts. Definitely. I mean, well, everybody did back then. Come on. In the 80s? Because yeah. they didn't sell shorts in Louisiana. You had to make them yourself. <laughs> That's I right. interrupted a story about mayonnaise that I, I think we should go back to. Yeah, yeah. story there. I just remember they had another brother, David, yeah. that had also a touch of that thing and the spine thing too. Remember yeah, David? I nev- yeah, de- yeah, yeah, I definitely remember David. I don't remember like I remember him not being able to run very fast. And right, like- he had a touch of that too. But I just remember him eating one time. I was grossed out so hard. He was eating. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a leftover hamburger patty in between two uh, of Wonder Bread, <laughs> and there was so much mayonnaise on it. And it like he took a bite into it, 
And it was just all over his mouth. And I was just like, okay, I can't deal with this guy. I'm going home. You Are you never, serious? You were never getting any member of this family on this podcast if they ever listen to this episode. No. no we, we, we've totally burned bridges now. Strong arms, me and his boy, cowboy. I feel like I also just. Like, I feel like we're just scratching the surface with this family, too. So. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, it almost sounds like a bit of a um, like a superhero family when you do it that way, Craig. Strong arms, mayonnaise guy. <laughs> this is more, it's it's more of like a, a, a traveling carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, car, like a carnival family. Carnies. But anyway, please don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, Josh, like, as much as we're, as much as we're talking about them – they were probably like the best friends that we had growing up on in that neighborhood, wouldn't you say? Definitely Scott was. Yeah. Scott yeah. was really good. Really Scott really had your back. He did. Sometimes. Scott was ready to rumble for you. That's right. That's right. I mean, like it was one of those things where like we were either over at their house or they were over at our house or in each other's, you know, yards and gardens then um almost every day. Yeah. I think they sit around saying the same things about you guys. <laughs> you remember Jason we probably Josh? thought we were weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why I would I would actually love to have them on. It's because I would love to get that perspective, you know, because like yeah. you grow up and you like idolize uh, or romanticize, you know, all these memories. And it's like, I wonder what they would say about us. I wonder if they'd be like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I'm sure. I bet it's as vivid for them as it is for us because that was kind of a, a unique uh, street to live on. I think, you know. I think it was too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Texas. I think that they probably do feel the same, or maybe not. Maybe we're just like weird guys that prop things up. I don't know, but could be. Um, I mean, as different as our memories are, just between the two of us. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that perspective coming in. You know. Yeah. Yeah, probably it'd be it would be cool. Like I hope some if there is like on an option chance somebody from Bastrop is listening to this, I hope they reach out because it'd be cool to like have somebody from that area on. You know, I mean, we could come up with a list of people because there were definitely other kids that I think we could probably get in contact with. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't think anyone in that area is listening to it. You know? No, I don't either. But. We could just say, hey. Like our own mother doesn't listen to it. <laughs> Which probably is good. Very good. Very good. She says she tried the first one, mm. and she was like, I can't do it. How like come? Because it was just, we were talking about her oh, okay. a lot. So she was like, I, can't, I couldn't do it. Well, good for her. I think that's a, a healthy, mature decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, hey, just listen to it. We need our numbers up. Well, yeah, exactly. Where's the support, Mom? I mean, she that's why I'm saying like she could probably facilitate Agreed. that end of the world for us, you know? The <laughs> end of the world. That end. <laughs> that end. That sock that they call Louisiana. <laughs> that dirty sock. She sounds like a great person to have on just to give yeah, her a Yeah, it would be great to have her on. I actually do think it would be awesome to have Mom on. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If if somehow you guys are able to uh, to make it over here, we should do like a a live. We're all in the same room podcast. And we video it so that if anything kicks off, (laughs) we got proof, (laughs) proof and just 
put it up on the internet, it'll get a thousand, hundred thousand views. There we go. Go viral. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about doing with this is like taking the audio and putting it on YouTube because I've heard that one. Like the, I was reading up on like a guy who had a podcast and he was like, my numbers were like here. And then when I started to do the simultaneous thing of like putting it, putting the video of it on oh. YouTube, numbers skyrocketed. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Can see that so i might start doing that might start it with hey craig you you're gonna be on the first youtube show come on should have signed something beforehand <laughs> yeah we've got it now too yeah. late sunderland strong man anyway we appreciate we appreciate you being on craig it's really been great no i appreciate you having us um i'm always here if you ever need a british perspective on something we will probably take you up on that. We probably will, and and we probably if if we can get Jody on, that would be great too. Maybe it's a com- yeah. maybe it's combo. Maybe it's you and her. Yeah. Actually, you know it would be funny, Josh. This is something that really would be um, a potential thing is having both Jody and my wife Candace on, because yeah. the two of them together have like a pretty unique dynamic, and um and they constantly are kind of like giving each other a hard time about. The way they talk, because Jody doesn't always understand my my wife, and Candace doesn't always understand Jody. You know, like there's yeah. a, it's it's a sometimes it's legitimately there's like a, a language gulf. Candace never understands Jody. She it's doesn't, like, right? Especially even right. in text messages, she's she sometimes has to say it to you, Jason. What she, she does? Because jo- Jody will type the way that she speaks. Yeah, yeah. And and it's uh and there are word there's just different words here. And so sometimes yeah. you don't always think they mean. Yeah. Know? So yeah, yeah. It's, it's that'd be great. Does I Candace want to do it? I mean, I probably could convince her. Does she, has she has she been listening? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's have that lady from Bossier City on. <laughs> Bossier. Yeah. That's right, man. That'd be great. That'd, be, that'd awesome. be fun. That'd yeah. Be fun. Okay, so. That this is this will end the pandemic talk. Thank God. Um, maybe we should maybe we should check in occasionally on pandemic talk because maybe it's over there but not here. So oh, it's not over here. I don't think that's that's I know, the case but, by any stretch. Because um, we can't sure. we still can't travel. That's the big thing here. I mean, there's you a couple places. Travel. There's a couple places you can go to as far as out of the country, like going to the continent, the mainland, Europe. Like there's some places that still well, like you can go to France. Well, you can go to France, but you you can only come back and not have to back uh, quarantine for ten days if you're double vaccinated. So there's all these there little and things are always like every three weeks the list changes, doesn't it? Mm. Well, daily if it wants to. If there's yeah. a, there's people right, well, who were in Portugal and it changed. That's right. Yeah, it's insane. Okay, well. And that ends uh, pandemic talk. We appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate Craig Scott for being on um, our, our second guest, uh, our only patron. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate him. And it was fun. Uh, we want. What do we say at the end? You always say it better than me. Oh, I don't know. Basically, like if you like the show, share it, give us a review, talk about it with other people. It helps us. Uh, to have a, a wider and uh, um, deeper audience. And so there's all sorts of ways you can do that, whether it's through Podbean, whether it's through 
any really any place you can find podcasts we're available on and so like share and just let other people know about it and to uh to craig's point before if you're interested in becoming a patron go to podbean and uh, you can find out how to do that there yeah you can also subscribe to on spotify and apple to the podcast which helps sweet Um, so I uh, don't know what we'll talk about next. Uh, maybe. maybe uh, don't say that. Say, don't say that. Say we've got like some exciting things to talk about next, but we're just going to tease you with it. Right. Which is what? <laughs> it's a tease. I can't say it. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll probably talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exciting story. Maybe so. Yeah. Or maybe maybe what? we'll have a maybe we'll have a childhood friend on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if we can get that going. So anyway, we'll be back, though. We'll so be back. This is our 16th episode. We're shooting for 20. It's a big number. Yeah. So um, anyway, thank you, guys. All right. Goodbye. See you later. See ya.